captain's logs. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Listening to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers, part of the Geek News Now podcast network. Thank you for joining us for issue three of CLL Presents The Living Page. This is the show from Captain's Logs and Lightsabers that focuses on the books, the comics, the animation, and the video games from Star Trek and Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan, and joining us today, of course, is Sean. What's new with you since we last recorded and talked about that first uh, eight episodes of The Bad Batch, Sean? Not a whole lot. Just enjoying a staycation vacation this week. It's the best thing to do. Very nice. Very nice. Are you excited to talk about our topic for the day? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. And it wouldn't be a roundtable format without at least one other person joining us. So, joining us today to discuss our topic, you know him from the wickedly awesome music videos he produces for Geek News Now's YouTube page, as well as being the host of MCU Mondays on Geek News Now, Chris Cassidy. What's going on with you, man? What? Hey, that's right. It's me. Um, I'm glad to be here. figured i'd start with a lot of you know big energy but yeah i i did i do make the music videos on the geek news now page uh for the youtube the youtube channel uh and some other stuff there as well mcu mondays that's a lot of fun but you know every once in a while it's good to get out there and get involved with some other stuff that's happening which is why i'm so glad to be here today Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for answering the call. I appreciate it. For this episode of the podcast, we're going to be discussing one of the, probably the most hyped Star Wars games of all time leading up to its release. Uh, We're talking about Star Wars The Force Unleashed today. So let's rewind time back about 15 years when we (laughs) first got word that this was actually a thing and coming out. It was pitched as a story-driven third-person action game where you get to play as a secret apprentice of Darth Vader, and it's set in between Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and A New Hope. Uh, it, it's it's The idea of it just seemed too good to be true for Star Wars fan, and video game fans, just because it was, at the time, it was you know pitched as an official continuation of the story in between the two films. I mean, George Lucas himself uh, was... Uh, involved in the story and he supervised the direction of it so he he meant it for it to be an official chapter in the star wars saga uh so sean we're going to start with you where were you when you first learned about the game and what was your reaction initially you know honestly i hate to say it but i i don't remember i just remember um i work for a company named meyer and all my friends at work were talking about it so i just picked it up I mean, at that point, how do we even get advertisements if we didn't have like Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and social media? Like, where do you hear about things like that back in the day? It certainly it dated, wasn't targeted advertisement. Like, I, like I just today. dated now myself. Just throw things at you, but yeah, you had to know. You had to be looking for Star Wars. Yeah, or have someone that you worked with, I guess, at Meyer tell you what to do. But <laughs> yeah, I had some buddies who were like, "Oh, you have to try this game." So I bought it that day when I got off, and I think I played all the way through it within probably three or four days that's a sign of a very good game right there yeah when you can't put something down yeah absolutely i uh chris uh, i'm gonna throw it over to you where were you when you first heard about the force unleashed i couldn't even tell you i mean specifically with everything with star wars now there's been so much my entire life has been like (laughs) partially obsessed with uh you know star wars so i couldn't tell you where the first time i heard about the force unleashed was i do remember playing through it i was like this is one of the best games i've played as far as force powers getting to unleash them combined with like 
having a lightsaber because you had other games that I loved like rogue squadron, but that's more like vehicle combat. And I love those games for the vehicle combat. But as far as getting actually behind a lightsaber, you'd had like maybe Jedi outcast and um, Jedi Academy. But as far as like this kind of story driven, blowing stormtroopers off of a <laughs> platform, you, had, you didn't have it yet. You didn't have it. Yeah. And yeah. That, so I remember playing that game and being like, yes, I want more <laughs> like this. <laughs> Force push was the best thing Force that push. ever happened. <laughs> yeah. You upgrade the crap out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Force push was great, but I, I my favorite, and maybe this is just the sadist in me, uh, was using Force grip and just holding uh, one of the stormtroopers <laughs> or one of the enemies <laughs> over a bottomless pit and just holding them there for the time, you know, for as long as I felt like before just unceremoniously dropping them and listening to them go, no, Hey, ah, Oh, (laughs) ah, because they would just keep doing their, you know, (laughs) I'm (laughs) an NPC, like, ah, whatever dialogue I have. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, As far as me, like I, where I remember first hearing about the game had to be in some sort of video game magazine. I, I, I don't make sense to me. I, I don't remember which one. I don't know if it was EGM or if it was uh, Game Pro. It was Teen Beat. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Beat. Vader's new heartthrob. <laughs> A clone? <laughs> That's hot. Star Killer, look out! <laughs> this is untapped potential here. Let's right. uh, let's make this happen. <laughs> Before Zach Efron, there was Anakin Skywalker. This recording, we might as well just be printing money. This is... <laughs> uh, well, you know, we uh, we've gone off the rails as as is typical. Well, I think well, you were talking about where you first heard it from, and it was one of the gaming magazines. And since you said that, I was th- I thought back, I was like. Yeah, in those days, that where that was, I was, it was either like Nintendo Power. I had a subscription to that for the longest time. Game Informer and like uh, IGN was something that I just followed for a while. Or Wizard back in the at that time, you know. Now there's just tons and tons of yeah. Uh, Geek News Now, for instance, hey, <clears throat> just as a casual shout out to just I name guess dropping one of the, the ones that I get, you know, it randomly came to mind. GNN, yeah, yeah. Geek News Now, GeekNewsNow.net. It's a good one. It's, uh, I think I've heard of that one. It sounds familiar. Better than some of the ones that just say, here's anything that we that came to mind. Hey, I had an idea about a rumor, and it was like, boom. Uh, I hate that. So, throwing shade at We Got This Covered. It's that's not throwing right. shade. That's just accurately describing We Got This Covered. The, the actual, the full name of We Got This Covered is We Got This Covered in Shit. I don't know if you knew that. That's just a, Hey, I, did you hear about this? Where'd you hear it from? We got this covered. Well, no wonder it stinks. <laughs> Actually, you know, my, my favorite uh, <laughs> rumor monger has to be uh, Dictor Von Doomcock. Oh, Doomcock. <laughs> He's fun. Well, it's fun. I mean, why you can't be mad if like something doesn't work. It's like, well, he told me this was going to happen. I was like, well, show me who told you that, that. Oh, that's who told you the guy wearing that talking like that. And you're mad that it didn't come true. Look, I've <laughs> wait, what's his name again? Welcome to reality. Did you Victor say... Von Doomcock. I mean, if he would have thought that out, it could have been Dictor Von Doomcock. That's just a missed opportunity. He did. He, he wasn't did. even trying. <laughs> no, that is it, Sean. It is Hector. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and but it's you amazing. Can't get that on regular social media, so they have to <laughs> change it. And I do. I've watched a bunch of his different stuff. I think it's some of it's absolutely hilarious. But I also am not like this is where I go to find out the absolute truth. Is <laughs> who do you hear this from, Dick <laughs> Von Duke? <laughs> of course. Well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i think i'm gonna reel us back in here because that's fine that we, makes sense we, we really got, got off on a tangent um, talk about the force unleashed yeah yeah the force unleashed so uh chris um mm. where were you i know you kind of talked about a little bit about playing the game but where were you when you first played it what what was going on in your life uh, you know were you in college were you working uh 
What um what do you I remember? Know I, I was gosh, that came back out in the day, but I want to think about the first time I got it. Uh so I I I think I was going to college. I was playing it on Xbox, whatever Xbox uh console was out at the time for that. I think I think it was a cross platform release. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm anyway, I was on the Xbox playing it. And because I remember like the X button when it would give you directions on what to do in in game, I'm just was, hit X. I'm like, ah, X. And then I'd do something like force related. Boom. And the cutscenes were really cool. But yeah, I think it was at that time. And and the re- one of the reasons why it's so hard for me to remember specifically is because I love playing and replaying star wars games i love star wars i love star wars content and so it's really interesting actually to try and remember the first time i played it because i've played it over and over since if you're a lifelong star wars fan this game will give you some story content that is absolutely fantastic and the gameplay itself is so much fun getting to use like the extreme of those powers even if it's not canon star wars canon has been so up in the air you know you've got you either just go by the movies or okay do you go to the movies and tv shows what are the books well i've read 90 percent of the legends and i don't i didn't take them as canon there are stories i love about boba fett that have been rewritten by the time the prequels came out you know but I still love Boba Fett as a character and I still think of him in these days. So when you talk about canon, it's not even, so this game was one of the games that when it came out and I think continued on, that's why they made the sequel. It was so good, so much fun. And so, you know, you had the Darth Vader in there and you were fighting against Darth, or, and you could choose. It was early on too, with like the choosing different paths, like video games didn't used to be that. (laughs) It used to be, here's the level, and you complete the level. This was one of the ones that was like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Uh, it, it certainly gave you lots of choices as to how to go about com- you know, the combat and just the ability to use one force power and chain it with another force power at the same time to really make magic happen, you know, with the, with the controller in your hands was absolutely in, insane. Um, Sean, where, uh, kind of jump over to you, where, I know you said you got the game from Meyer, uh, when you were working there. Um, tell me about what was going on in your life other than working at Meyer and, and when you first uh, started playing the force unleashed. Trying to think, it came out in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So I was mid twenties. I oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Probably going out to the club, being a a closet nerd because being a nerd back then wasn't as cool as it is today. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean to be honest, like I liked Star Wars back then, but I don't think I was as hardcore into it then as I am now. Like I didn't really. I think we've talked about this before, but I didn't really come into Star Wars like and become like a really huge fan until probably, you know, early mid thirties. So mm. I, I appreciated it just because of the graphics and you know it was one of those games that you know Star Killer was modeled after probably a less known actor at that point, but you know just the artwork always drew me in and just that whole overall look. So that's all I remember, like kind of that first attraction. Would you say, Sean, that that was one of like the first Star Wars games you played? You said you weren't a big, like, did you? Yeah, it definitely was. I think. So this was one of the first ones you ever played. Yeah. Besides what was the pod racing game? I think for (laughs) Nintendo 64. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars racers. Yes. Mm. Did they did actually someone did a um speaking of Star Wars racers, someone did a like remastered version of it and it looks amazing. They did it with Unreal Engine. And I'm just thinking to myself, because this is also that game, they used to have that in the arcades where like you sit in the pod racer and then like you and yes. that was one of the best things ever. Why? 
haven't they remade that game? And also with virtual reality, like all you have to do. Oh, that'd remade be amazing. That game. Someone already did. I was playing it with a controller in my hands, playing the Unreal Engine version that someone just put on the internet, but you only get like one map. And I'm like, no, do all, do all the maps. So <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. If the only two games you'd ever experience, first you had that one, and then you were like Force Unleashed. That's a pretty good introduction to Star Wars, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only other one that I ever played. Oh, man. Uh, you, you missed out on a lot of good ones, but you picked yeah, up yeah, on yeah. some <laughs> of the... I mean, you picked up on two of the most amazing Star Wars games that were ever released. I mean, Episode One Racer was just insane. Uh, and insane. Chris, I love your idea of making it a, a VR. It would be so yeah. easy to translate the controls to VR. I mean... It's like, okay, so get the fry meme of like, shut up and take my money. Like, shut up <laughs> and take my money. Like, we're t- why are we even talking about this? Like, take my money. I don't know. <laughs> that needs to be an arcade one up. Mm. Arcade one up with a bunch of different Star Wars games. Well, they already have so one. many good ones, but. It happened. It yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, that is absolutely uh, crazy. I know, I remember pretty vividly uh 2008 for me was kind of a weird year uh half the year i spent living in north carolina uh and then the other half of the year i moved home here to pennsylvania and i remember that game came out shortly after i moved back uh Mm. i i had gone back to the job that i had left when i moved to north carolina uh it was making okay money at the time but i had to make sure that i purchased this game because being a massive star wars fan i never hid the fact that i was a star wars fan so Mm. um i have no shame (laughs) (laughs) even even in the dark times where being a nerd wasn't cool uh, I never hid my shame, so I, I made sure I got the game as soon as it came out, uh, and played the the crap out of it until you know probably a good three to four days it took to get through the story for me. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of story, because at the time it was an official canon entry and it was the official continuation of uh, the events in between episodes three and four. Chris, what did you think about the the story as you were playing through the game? It was uh it was a lot of fun because that was still not nearly as much of an explored time even as it is now and even now it's this was kind of like the mystery time like what happened in between Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader and you know what happened with Luke? And people like to think that, like, absolutely nothing. There was nothing. Nothing happened. And it's like, no. There were still other Jedi out there. So this was interesting. You saw other Jedi. I was like, what? I thought Order 66 killed all the Jedi. And was like, what do you take every Jedi for? Now, like, yes, it did get a lot of them. But we see new Jedi, other, you know, there are still other Jedi out there. Luke isn't the only thing. And then it's like, well, then how do you defend the story being all about Luke when he gets to Luke? Well, he's the key component to Darth Vader and the Emperor and that situation. But that's not to say he's the only other Force-sensitive person out there. And this gave us a huge backstory into like what the Rebellion was doing, how that was getting set up, who was helping out with that. Um, And you got to go to a bunch of different planets and see what they actually looked like that maybe they'd only been referenced. And sometimes again, in those now legends books like Ord Mantell and like a bunch of different planets that for me as a fan, as someone that like I was, I I never hid my, you know, (laughs) nerdiness or whatever is just part of me people could tell I was a nerd because I was sitting reading a book while everyone else was like doing whatever. But like a bunch of these like legends books, the star Wars legends now that are whatever you would read about all these different planets and all these different things where all these different things take place. It takes a lot of key things together. For instance, there's a new Lord of the Rings game coming out. that's focused on Gollum. And I just cannot 
I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I cannot get excited about it because I don't get the point. I'm like, I, but what? It's Gollum. Like, what are you doing? This was like your Darth Vader's secret apprentice. You're doing on secret missions with the Force and like doing stuff. That makes sense. All right, Sean, I'm gonna throw it over to you for your thoughts on the story here. Yeah. Um, like well, I've come to realize, like as I've read more and learned more i mean star killer was basically vader's first side piece you know if you look at things i mean he now that we're 15 the side years piece late, means something different no side piece is a side piece it's like his his little dirty secret that he okay then. you know he, he kills star killer's dad and takes him trains him to his be his apprentice but i mean if you look kind of where we are now i mean he's done the same thing with like dr afra you know, mm-hmm. there's been so many things along the the way where he kind of is always secretly plotting against the Emperor. So he always has this little dirty secret, you know, trying to help him along the way. So it's like that little glimmer of Anakin that kind of peeks through, even though he's, you know, evil and operating as Vader. So always, I think that's fascinating now that I've learned mm-hmm. more and seen more. Yeah, I, I kind of like the parallels that we get. In in The Force Unleashed, you know, you're Vader's secret mm-hmm. apprentice, and you're the one who's tasked with helping Vader hunt down these Jedi that escaped Order 66. And then, you know, you've got the parallels to the content now where in the, you know, in the, in the comics and in uh, some of the other material, it's Vader does a lot of the hunting, and of course mm-hmm. he has his Inquisitorious squad, it's it's kind of interesting to see the parallels of how they took the idea of you know Vader uh, recruiting somebody to help him hunt down the Jedi in what's now considered Legends in The Force Unleashed, and then what we have now in canon. It's the same idea, just a, a different flavor. You know, chocolate mm-hmm. versus vanilla. It's kind of cool. Um, I personally, I love the story. I thought. You know the the concept of a secret apprentice, somebody that Vader was training, was was really really cool. Um, and, and you know, we not even halfway through the game, you kind of get the the twist where the Emperor, you know, discovered that Vader had a secret apprentice and mm-hmm. made him essentially, well. Uh, try, you know, I guess Vader had attempted and failed to kill Starkiller, or, 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 or did he intentionally leave him alive? I can't remember. Uh, so, well, it actually depends. There's a couple different. That's one of the multiple different endings. I think is what you're talking about. I- I'm talking about that, like that halfway point through the game where, uh, oh, okay. you know, you're, you know, you have to escape from that from the Star Destroyer. Uh, but you're in you're in the med bay, and then you have to escape from the star destroyer, right? Um, but that was shortly after Vader basically shoves a lightsaber through Star Killer. Yeah, I think at least in the comic version, he like once you find out Palpatine knew everything that was going on this whole time, Vader goes up against him and throws him out of like a one of the windows in the star destroyer out in the vacuum of space, and then he kind of sidelines an imperial droid to to get him and take him to safety and revive him okay okay yeah, medical droid like like vader throws him out of yeah into space and then a medical droid recovers the body but then there's the whole question of how many of these are you or clones or which but yeah, the, the only thing that it says point, is that he was asleep is, for six months or something like that. Yeah, he awakens on board like something. He awakens on board a ship that's been on set on course for a sun after that. And then he gets instructions from Vader, at, you know, so it seems like. Mm. Yes, that was all planned, blah, blah, blah. Got it. <laughs> OK, thanks for refreshing my memory, guys. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just remember the story being very uh unique and and you know just like you and kind of like you said chris you know the uh the fact that you got to travel to all these planets that we'd only really ever heard about or briefly had seen i I just remember um vividly playing the mission on felucia 
and yes. that the first time we saw Felucia was in was for like what ten two seconds two seconds when, in uh, she gets killed yeah, yeah when Ala Sakura gets killed on Felucia yeah yep yeah. during Order sixty six and like just the fact that we got to see that planet play on and, it and play and on the, it yes uh, and there now some of that was also in uh, I think Star Wars Battlefront two the initial one. Like the original yeah. Star Wars Battlefront Two, you got to play on that planet because I remember those crazy, some of the cr- like giant cl- crab beasts from uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. One of the beasts that they send to kill Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin, and Padme. One of those beasts is that crazy thing that Obi Wan's ended up fighting that goes. Yeah, it sounds a lot like that. Yeah, and uh, get on impersonation. Yeah, and it's got the claws, and then Obi Wan has to fight it uh, with a, a spear originally, and it's going like, you know, it's like stabbing in the sand near him. But then he gets a lightsaber, he cuts off its claws. Those things apparently are native to Fallujah because I remember playing Star Wars Battlefront Two and just running up and seeing these things like, Wah! and I'm like, I need to get the control point. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sean for you uh what were some of your standout moments from playing the game the first time what really resonated with you um i mean definitely like just playing as vader and any like well and i mean mm. star killer and just kind of walking through what is it kashik i think the game opens up as oh yeah and you're just like pushing wookies off the edge and they're just You're, like because you start out with like you start out with like they give you a taste of yeah of what side. you can become the full power of the dark and you just walk yeah you're just walking through because vader can't he's not super fast you can do sprints and whatnot maybe but yeah and then i mean i love that i think i was sold at that point just you know the murder spree that you can go on as vader was was a selling point and then i think we talked about it before but i think the one part of that game that i got stumped on was I played this on probably what PlayStation three, two PlayStation, one of them. Uh, but I, yeah, I would think, I think it was PlayStation three and Xbox Three Sixty. I think those are the two launch consoles. Yeah. That I sounds about so. right. Sounds right. But, um, the part where you have to bring down the, the star destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it was so hard to line up the things just right. Exactly. Like, like, like what was up with that? That was not just, okay. So I, Hey, <laughs> conflict resolution i can now tell my therapist it wasn't just me that was having trouble that was the only time i've ever broken a controller in my life okay i threw that thing at a wall (laughs) i was like and i was done i was done for like two days and i guess the defense is now and because now i'll look at my coping mechanisms uh well you know if you're taking down a star destroyer it's got to be difficult it's it was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It was, that, it, yeah, needlessly frustrating. Um, that is one of the <laughs> most frustrating things. I, I think there's YouTube videos about that. Now that I think about it, I think I blocked that out of my mind. Yeah, as How you should. Horrifying. <laughs> I spent three days of my life just constantly pissed off, and then I had to go and spend sixty bucks for a new controller just to try it again. Yeah, I was not happy. I was Your not happy. anger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awful right uh, man uh <laughs> uh yeah the, the the star destroyer moment for me was just again needlessly frustrating um i don't think i broke a controller over it but <laughs> came pretty oh, I had close to patch and repaint a wall it was not pretty Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that controller's still on the wall vibrating yeah <laughs> Every time someone gets hit, the batteries won't die. It must be a ghost. <laughs> Man. Uh, wow. Um, a force ghost. <laughs> let's force unleash. Jedi. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Raining, raining myself. In, you're you know? good. Let's, um, let, let's kind of fast forward a little bit. Uh, have you, have either of you revisited the game uh, since your initial playthrough? back in 2008 have you played through it within the last couple years or so chris i'm gonna say super yes i mean i replayed it since the first time i've ever played it what when it came out 2007 2008 uh i know i've replayed it 
three or four different times. Like it's a game. It's okay. A game that I go back to and I'll replay because I enjoy it. Um, just like I do Rogue Squadron and some other Star Wars games, like uh, Ooh Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, I'll go back and play that. Like it's one of the essential playthroughs, you know, uh, for me for my mm-hmm. going through the so absolutely yes i've replayed it and every time i get back to it i'm like yes yes yeah. oh man like chucking people off i'm like yes i remember so okay it, it, and i'll also <laughs> say this when when jedi academy or not when uh okay uh fallen order the new one from ea came out and also thank the maker that the EA empire is over and that other, you know, game companies can make star Wars games because for so long it was just EA Mm -hmm. and now Ubisoft is going to make an open world star Wars game. And I was just replaying some freaking Valhalla assassin's creed. And I'm like, if I could be this, but in my own ship, instead of attacking Britain, but like in space and in star, this would be the best thing that ever happened. If you look at how many star Wars games per year were coming out before the, the Disney deal. And then what happened after it got cut down by so many. Oh yeah. All the, because only one studio was approved because it's, and, and the crazy thing is that's like the empire trying to have everything under its thumb and it's like do you realize that you're personificating the metaphor of the thing that you're uh, who cares <laughs> whatever like you uh, are the thing okay yeah yep. <laughs> you're uh, it. you're doing it okay <laughs> <laughs> what about you sean have you revisited the game anytime in the last several years uh honestly i i think i remember trying to boot it up last year and i started it and then i think i got pulled away with my kid I'll blame the kid. Blame the kid mm, on everything. Sure. And it's one that I've like, you know, it has a good place in my heart. So I've always wanted to go back to it. It's just trying to find the free time to, mm. you know, delve into it and not get pulled away like a few minutes later. That's always the the hard part. Yeah, that has to be difficult. I mean, you know, blame the kid while she's not old enough to defend herself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classy. That dad life. <laughs> Uh, man, 20 years later, (laughs) right, right. Personally, I kind of went back and attempted to play through it recently just because I knew we were going to be talking about it for this episode. So I wanted to get it a little bit more fresh in memory. And yeah, I, I think it really still holds up the, the, um, I guess the ragdoll physics are a little odd (laughs) now. I mean, they don't look as good as they did back in 2008, but well, to that, I would also say, like, think about the clone, like, everyone complains about, or not everyone, but people complain about the prequels and that the graphics, and I'm like, they were setting the stage, all right? That was, the they were the first ones to do that, that inspired, you like Lord of the Rings? They inspired the people that made Lord of the Rings. Jar Jar Binks made Smeagol, all right, so calm down. So, like, <laughs> when you, when people talk about that kind of thing, and, like, you have to appreciate the time of when the film was made or when the game was made mm-hmm. in this case. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It, you know, it looks a little wonky, but for the time, it's pretty damn good. Actually. It's yeah. really good. I, I, I do kind of like, you know, I was reading up a little bit about the game and I, I like how, you know, Lucas arts had, used the havoc engine for some of the physics and and mm. like but they had also kind of developed their own in-house engine for the game that they called Ronin which is just a badass name for a game engine first <laughs> of all uh <laughs> and and yeah. second of all you know just the way they they again they built it from the ground up just for this game uh it it they really kind of focused on how objects break apart when something collides with them it you know Previously, you know, if you threw something into another object, it would kind of break apart the same way every single time. And, and this was reactive. It recognized. Right. And that was a huge thing. Again, about this game, like when you threw something into something, it broke differently. Like it just hit that thing instead of 
standard everything has a set graphic like when you when you do this with a certain object that's how video game graphics worked or you know at that point like when a certain thing happens this happens this was like reactive graphics yeah and it was kind of big at the time yeah new at the time i'll say it's now it's commonplace but right exactly and and it was just yeah it was it was groundbreaking for 2008 and a lot of fun too and what what a place to display it with force powers, with things we're going to be throwing things <laughs> and boy, what a great place to th- like show it off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One thing we really didn't touch on. I mean, we talked a little bit about the story, but we didn't really touch on the, the voice acting. The fact that uh, several of the actors in you know, that they hired to do the voice work for the force unleashed, they had, and still continue to have careers doing voice work for other Lucasfilm projects. I mean, you have as as Starkiller, you have Sam Witwer, uh, who voices Darth Maul in, in Clone Wars Rebels, uh, and he voiced the Emperor for a time before they were able to get uh, uh, Ian McDermott back. Witwer did the Emperor as well. Uh, you had Tom Kane do a character and of course you know tom kane did the narration for every episode of the clone wars he was the voice of yoda and uh in the briefs the brief scenes that we saw with princess leia that was cat Tabor who went on to do padme in the clone wars i mean these actors you know we we heard them for the first time in the force unleashed and then we continued to hear them in other lucasfilm projects i thought that was just awesome what uh did you guys pick up on that or yeah, because you even had uh, Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa. Mm-hmm. Oh, boom. And he's so good as that character. I mean, like, Jimmy Smith's, like, I feel like they actually, that character model got modeled after him after he did it in, uh, you know, the prequels. So I love seeing people come back to do it. I also get why other people can't or don't get involved in doing like the TV shows and the offshoots, things like that. But it is great and a good thing just for the fans, for everyone that when they do make these different games, these different things, they remember who they used for different things and they try to recast them. I would hope like that's something I like seeing. I, I wouldn't have necessarily known it, for sure about this game and other things, but yeah, I mean, if you're using certain people to voice different things, keep them involved. Yeah. People recognize the voice. <laughs> the only downside is anytime I heard Starkiller speak during my most recent attempt at playing through, all I heard was, uh, was Darth Maul, unfortunately, which is kind of, kind of took me out of it, but that that's a or... me problem. I was about to say that's on you, but also, <laughs> but also, uh, I mean, it's kind of good for the character almost. I mean, I'm, I just finished watching clone wars for the first time, like finishing it. And that mall is definitely more conflicted than I ever thought of him just watching the movies. Yeah, there's so, a lot more character development with them. And yeah, I was thinking that conflictedness, that kind of thing, that kind of fits with Starkiller. So I can see, and that, I didn't even know that those were the same voice actor act, act, until right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> now now you can't unhear it if you go back and play it again. Now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Yes. Well, I just had to check IMDb and I guess... um. Get to Joe's. Sorry, <laughs> Matt what? Sloan, who uh, did Vader, he's done pretty much any Vader voice needed in the last ten of years, like Lego Star Wars, Darth, Disney Infinity, which was amazing. Vader, <laughs> Battlefront. He's like the go-to Vader, apparently. Yeah, hey. also strong with this one. Why not? I mean, if you're good at your craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, uh, this other guy, I think he, it looks like he's a he's a mm, a lion. Oh wait, he's a ghost. He's a ghost lion, and he does a badass Darth Vader. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, that was James Earl Jones. Ah, yes, yes, that one. <laughs> he does a really bitchin's <laughs> Vader impression, though. I gotta tell you, it's like dead on. Yeah. It's, Better than mine. Perfection. If <laughs> you know, if there is such a thing, perfection. I'm humble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, last <laughs> the last talking point I kind of want to hit here is is the uh, the, uh, the I guess the extra content, the ancillary content. The um, we briefly kind of talked about it, Sean. Uh, you briefly kind of touched on the comics when I had my um question about how the story played out what did you how did you know did for you did the comics enhance the story was there was there content in the comics that wasn't in the game story um did it did it just basically retell the story give us a little bit of background on how the comics fit into uh the the force unleashed overall um story arc that happened yeah, I mean, the comic is pretty dead on. It was just a, a one-shot graphic novel. It was never released in single-issue form. Um, but it was through Dark Horse. And it's basically just mm-hmm. kind of proxy narrating the entire story to Bail Organa. And just kind of talking about his master and his story. So, I mean, there's a little bit more character development. But, I mean, everything else is pretty spot on from the video mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure that the tie-in novel is probably very similar. I haven't read either the tie-in novel or uh, the co- the graphic novel, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I, very few tie-in novels that tell a story from another medium ever really turn out to be that great. Uh, unless we're talking about the Revenge of the Sith novelization, and then oh honestly, my gosh. Way to go. Good call. That's better. 100%. (laughs) That might be better than the movie itself. That is my favorite Star Wars book. And I've read tons of them. I have every single Star Wars book that was ever written before the Disney takeover. I have all of those downloaded on my computer. I've read, I think, almost all of them. I can't be sure just because I'm not that organized but the revenge of the sith novelization if people ask like what book should i read (laughs) revenge of the sith novelization that book can make me cry bro Mm. that gets everything i'm gonna have to look that up right revenge of the sith matthew stover oh my gosh and it makes when I watch the movie, then I think of the movie, and it's not one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> "Well, the book is much better." <laughs> no, I I'm just I'm aware of the book. I've read it. I love it, and I I think of it when I watch the movie, and I yeah. think of the it does so much. It's so good. It, that is that is the best. And I love a lot of different Star Wars books, but. Range of the Sith, novelization by Matthew Stover, and he's written a bunch of good ones. That is a particularly good one. Good call, Jonathan. Yeah, You're I, right. I don't know. I don't know if he's retired from writing, but he hasn't released anything in years. Uh, well, I, 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 it the would whole be... Disney uh, thing with they're not paying the authors of mm. the legend stuff. They're like. <laughs> We don't know you. We don't and like you're you're selling the books, right? That we wrote, right? And they're like, well, this is our thing. It, it, there's there's been some conflict with that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's just because that. And but also, I I haven't been keeping track of him specifically, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't think he's released anything in several years. But it would be fantastic if they got him to write something else in this new era of of Star Wars. Sure. I'd read it. Hey, if you said the guy that wrote Revenge of the Sith is the novelization is writing another book, I'd be there. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the authors that uh, you know are are currently working in Star Wars because there's some fantastic ones, but bring in (laughs) we need to bring in a true legend. 
We're just complimenting Matthew Stover yeah. right now. That's all yeah. we're doing. We're not take that's not taking anything away from anyone else. It's just giving appropriate accolades to him. Right. You're really selling this book. I'm gonna have to get it. That now. movie, like that book makes that movie better. That movie makes the book better. Matthew Stover. Every lightsaber battle. You can't shoot on film a lightsaber battle the way that they describe them in that book. So it's couldn't I'd I'd be impressed if you did. I'd watch that movie, but still, yeah. Go watch and the showdown between Count Dooku and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin, and then General Grievous and Obi-Wan, and then Yoda and (laughs) the Emperor, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Yeah, that book is amazing. Yeah, I'm absolutely. gonna stop talking <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, any anything else about the uh, the comics or any of the other tie-in stuff with the Force Awakens? I mean, did did uh, either of you buy any toys or anything like that to complement the game? Um, my biggest regret is I never picked up the Lego from Force Unleashed for the ship. And we used to have it at work, and I looked at it all the time. And I have a buddy, Robbie, who found it once, and it was creepishly expensive. So Mm. it will probably not ever be in my possession. But the Rogue Shadow has always been a regret. And I know um, the Black Series action figures, they keep on doing some gaming greats lines. So I'm waiting for like a Starkiller to be released with them, but I don't know if they will since it's technically not canon anymore, but they kind of double in both. So hopefully what about you guys? Personally? No, I never grabbed any of the other stuff. Uh, you know, any of the, um, the action figures or, or Lego set or anything like that. Uh, what about you, Chris? I didn't get any merch outside the game itself. Although I know for the second, iteration of this game i did i I think i purchased something extra with that but um no no i didn't i didn't buy anything that was like specifically in this game outside of this game Um, that's really all the talking points I had. Uh, did anybody want to add any final thoughts on the force unleashed? Uh, Chris, the force unleashed, it gave you for the first time, the real, from a first person point of view, like an RPG kind of, this is your character, you're guiding them, uh, you know, and you can do whatever you want we'd had some close iterations of things like that before with like uh, Jedi Academy. And that was like a, that was like a first person view. And you know, some, you know, eventually you could shoot different people off things or do different stuff with that. But force unleashed, man, you really got to let loose. <laughs> you could drag tie fighters down out of the air and crash them into some walkers. And <laughs> Ah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely notable. All right. And Sean, final thoughts. I would say if you have a stressful day and you uh, <laughs> burn off some anger, you know, pop it in, have a retro throwback and throw some Wookiees off of a cliff. Just listen to old Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes the day better. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my! Uh, yeah, that? <laughs> I agree. Uh, I I think the game still holds up. I think it's a fantastic play. Uh, you know, it's a little wonky, um, but it, it it came out 13 years ago. So hey, give it a break. Uh, go play it if you have if, if you've never played The Force Unleashed. Uh, it is available. Uh, I know it's available on the Xbox uh, Store. Yeah, since it's backwards compatible, find a disc if you can still find the X3, Xbox 360 version on disc. But you can also buy it digital. Go Pretty get it. Cheap. Go play it. 
very yeah. cheap. Yes, absolutely. I just I know I recently had bought yep. both of them. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I think I paid ten dollars for the for the for the the pair. So figure uh, that was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could get a burger so at Burger it. King, or I could play these two games. Uh, hello, I'll do both. Twenty mm. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, let the good people of the internet know where they can find you. All right, you can find me at uh, Sean McGuire Bryan on the Book of Many Faces, and also on Instagram. All right, and Chris, where can anybody find you if they want to continue the conversation? Well, you can find me on It's a Vase Productions. Look up It's a Vase. You'll most likely find me, or you'll find some video about a kid trying to tell his mom a bong is a vase. Whatever. Anyway, look up It's a Vase Productions, and I'm the other guy. <laughs> you'll find me. I'm easily noticeable. It's usually green. I use the Joker colors green and purple so it's a vase of productions i just released a uh a compilation a supercut of boars you know who boars is boars is one of the knights of the round table it's a supercut of boars from the 2004 king arthur movie featuring clive owen and kira knightley so look out for it's a vase productions and boars <laughs> sounds beautiful Absolutely. And lastly, no <laughs> Boris is the least. He's, uh, he's the worst. Anyway, go on. <laughs> ah, and lastly, if you want to continue the conversation with me, you can find me at just a Disney geek on all of the socials. Uh, and you can even find me at that same username creeping on TikTok. Um, so yeah, look TikTok. me up, continue the conversation and we'll see you on the next episode of the living page. <laughs>